Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole in our September 19th, 2017 episode, Inside Real Paranormal Investigations. Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm Mike Ricksegger here with my co-host Vanessa Hogel and also our lovely chat shenanigator Shama is with us tonight. And the topic of tonight's show, don't investigate like an asshole. <laughs> Let's get right into it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Shauna, I mean, it's um, my love. <laughs> Fantastic to have you with us this evening. Um, this has been, this is a real treat. We finally got you on Skype and got you into the show rather than shenanigating the chat. So, um, our Mad Hatters in the chat room, you're going to have to, you're on your own. You're going to go rogue tonight. So, behave or don't. <laughs> so um yeah so welcome to the show shauna thank you yeah um vanessa any first words before you just or do you just want to dive right into it yeah. vanessa you're kind of breaking up already a minute into the show i'll break it up everybody's breaking up huh okay i see how it is <laughs> it looks like one of those bad movies where you hear words and then people move. Oh, oh, what? Oh, what? Yeah, there we go. The old kung fu movies. No, let's, let's not go with kung fu. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, let me see. Let me take my thoughts. It's off just playing the same thing over and over again. Well, you seem to be fine. Vanessa's doing something with her phone. Okay, so this is a great beginning here. I say, <laughs> don't investigate like an asshole, and it freaked out YouTube. Oh, my God, you used the word asshole. I, oh, are we live now? Are we okay? We've been live, Vanessa. Oh, fuck. That's terrible on my end. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, well, you look great, Shauna. By the time it all is on YouTube and everybody's watching, it'll be fine. Yep, it will be. I, it will actually record just fine. The replay will be jump, awesome. Yeah, so, jump right in. Jump right into it. Let's because go. This, yeah, because this is a problem. This is a problem among investigators because they're learning the wrong shit to do. You know, yeah, um, we can get right in because don't, don't investigate like an asshole. I mean, I think um, when Shama and I, when we were talking about that over Silicon weekend, it was basically, um, you know, the disrespect that uh, investigators show for the dead when, when they go and investigate these different locations. So, what's well, they show here? disrespect to the dead. They show disrespect to private homeowners. Going in and storing up a ruckus and then saying, oh, well, peace out, deuces. You know, I mean, it's the whole situation is disrespectful because they don't take the importance of it into consideration. They think one little piece of evidence is going to make them famous, which all three of us know you can have evidence upon evidence upon, upon evidence. You ain't getting famous. You might get infamous, but you're not getting famous. Well, yeah, people have gotten infamous off of faked evidence, but as far as, like, any paranormal evidence, you know, really still the most famous pieces are, you know, the ones from, you know, 50, 60, 100 years ago. You know, like the, you know, uh, 
brown the brown lady of Ravenhurst and you know stuff like that. That those those are the photographs people are like, oh yeah, boom this, boom that. Um, you know what people are throwing out there. Even you know what I've you know thrown out there, what Shana and I have thrown out there. Um, you know on YouTube or photographs that we have or whatever. I mean people have seen them, they've remarked about them, but it's not like it's you know this hasn't made us famous. You know and you know people don't know. Um, all these other investigators, because of a piece of evidence, they know for, you know, personality, really. What do you think, Shauna? I think probably the worst mistake that some make is to do it like they do it on TV. Agreed. Because you see a lot of the same, a lot of the same behavior, a lot of the same um, mistakes, and... You know, the last thing that I would ever want to do is be like anybody on TV. So, um, I'm not really all that concerned about being famous or infamous either, for that matter. So, <laughs> oh, come on, infamy's a little fun, okay? No, depends on the type of infamy. I have my own little, <laughs> I have my own little infamy, you know, for a, you know, randomness, but. Um, I don't, I don't want to have it the way that the others have it, so. Well, I think what a lot of people forget is that a spirit or a ghost or whatever doesn't give two shits what you're wearing. It doesn't care about your makeup, how much cleavage you're showing, or whether or not you have a lot of hair gel in your hair. It doesn't care. So why, why does that seem to be what we see out there? It's, it's, it's almost like modeling paranormal school for dummies. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Yeah, I think that I think that I think that's a thing. I think it's a thing. Modeling paranormal school for dummies. I'm a little shocked by it. What do you think, Mike? Um sorry, I was in the middle of blocking somebody. <laughs> oh, uh -oh. What did they do? Oh, some troll in the chat. Stir up the Mad Hatters are all yelling at me. Get them blocked. Who is it? I, I don't know what the name that? was, and they don't. And their name doesn't need to be said on air. Gotcha. Oh, must have been a douche. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so, you have to. So what was the question? Sorry, I was dealing with admin stuff. Our chat shenanigator is here, so <laughs> I was dealing with the chat down there. What was the question? I wasn't watching, but you're going to have to fill me in later because if it's anybody on my friends list, I'll just ask I, I don't them think it was. No, I don't think it was. I don't recognize the name, Shada. No. Or that funky little mug in the picture either. I don't recognize any of that. Because, um, <laughs> ew. It's a Zach fan, I can guarantee Probably, you. probably. Because we're, we're going to get up here and talk about real paranormal investigations. Yes, we are. Um... <laughs> I, I, I would like to know, um, like with our Mad Hatters, with anybody that's in the chat room, what have been their experiences on investigations? What has made them look to their, their partner or somebody in the group they're investigating with and say, that's a douche move? Yeah. That's not something I am comfortable with doing on an investigation. Because we've all been there. We've all been there. We oh, all yeah. know. Yeah, we've definitely we've definitely witnessed douchebaggery on uh, on investigations. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So we have to give we have to give the the Mad Hatters a few seconds because there is about a twenty to thirty second delay. So um, yes. So Donna Gordon is finally back in the chat tonight. I so she is she is one of our um, Cheshire cats. So um, she's picking up as the chat shenanigator for tonight. So oh. take it away, hey, Donna. Hey. It looks like Bonnie's down there too. Bonnie, help her in if you want to also help out with that. Um, um, oh, I was just going to say, Zippy Davis said if you ever need a temp mod uh, person, to holler at them. Yeah, and that's a great thing. I love I love our community because everybody's always like, hey, if you guys need some help, we're willing to, to chip in. So we we love you Mad Hatters for that. Absolutely. You guys are Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely awesome. But yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, let's see here, uh, like uh, Lynn says that, yeah, everyone needs to keep each other accountable. But have y'all ever noticed when you're on an investigation, maybe in the beginning of your investigative career, that that was the one thing that you might not feel comfortable with saying right off the bat was, dude, don't do that, or, or Chica's lying, or something, you know? I mean, I, um, I know y'all were very quiet about it, Mike, when you were doing that with me, trying, you know, pit well, me against the other side. we talked about it amongst ourselves. I mean, we didn't... I mean, maybe Chris told you about it, about what we were doing. I'm not sure. Um, you and I weren't, weren't on that level yet. But um, I mean, we definitely talked about it amongst ourselves, that that was going on with her. And I was um, a little bit newer to the group because I had just moved to Oklahoma, and then I got with them. And, um, you know, it kind of, you know, I kind of watched what was going on for a little while, and then, you know, people started whispering to each other. I was like, yeah, I've kind of noticed some things here that are a little weird because... Um, you know, basically, she was almost reciting verbatim what came in through the emails to the case manager, which she wasn't supposed to be seeing. And then we discovered that, wait a minute, she's actually copied in here on the emails, so she's actually seeing it all. And then she's basically reciting, you know, verbatim what's going on um, as her, you know, psychic impression. Um, so that's when we started getting a lot more vocal. Shonda, what about you? Have you ever been on an investigation where you're just like, whoa? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have been, and unfortunately, I didn't really keep it to myself, but I just put my two cents in and said, let's not do this anymore. <laughs> no, I have not had to do that. You've kicked people life. off the goldenrod. Yeah, I've kicked people off the boat. Let's talk about that. Now, that's getting real. I want to hear that. Yeah, well... I take the boat very seriously, and there are certain trigger objects or events that I believe should not be allowed. And I always, there's always a list of rules for anybody that comes in. You know, that's like we, every day, I mean, sometimes I let profanity fly on the boat by accident, you know, something kind of like weirds me out or catches me off guard or something like that, but I always apologize. And, um, but the one trigger object that was always uh, at the very top of my list of what not to talk about is um, fire. Because the boat um, had seen a couple of fires. And I really, you know, saw that as a negative trigger object. And so I, you know, asked, you know, please do not mention um, anything about fire. And a group had come on there and... They heard the rules just like everybody else did, and all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, uh, one of the members uh, stood up and yelled, there was a fire, everybody needed to leave the boat. 
and um, he ended up being the one to leave the boat. So, you know, I was like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, that's that's not acceptable behavior. You know, that's a negative trigger object. You knew the rules, so you're no longer allowed on the boat. You need to get out. And um, and he has not been back, of course. He never came back. Uh, some of the group uh, left with him, but um, some of the other people that drove themselves, there was at least, you know, one other girl that was like, you know, um, I'd kind of like to stay. You know, I don't agree with his behavior. So, um He's lucky I didn't give him gills and just toss him over. <laughs> oh, I wish I could have been there to see that. But you, you were very close with the spirits that were on the golden rod. You knew what would upset them, what might cause them pain. And so I, I don't think that your request was something that, that shouldn't have been respected. Right. But most people, when they go into any place... You know, that's deemed haunted or claimed to be haunted or whatever, all of a sudden they turn into Billy Badass. You know, and and expect, you know, spirits to act like zoo animals or try to do anything to upset them for a reaction. Yeah, yeah we and actually have a comment from the chat since you just brought that up that I want to mention. Uh, Paula from the chat says uh, she doesn't like it when other investigators say, use my energy, hit me, show your fucking self. We'll drop the F bomb there. Show your fucking self. Start cussing, asking spirit or entity to say their name. Exactly. Yeah. It's. Not, I mean, how about asking them how they're doing? How about asking them, right. what can I do for you? How can I help you? What would you like me to say that that needs to be said? Yeah. Whenever Shana and I go into a location. You know, we introduce ourselves. That's how we start. Like, you know, hi, I'm Mike. This is Shauna, or vice versa. I'm Shauna. This is Mike. However, whoever starts it off, um, you know, and you know, we start asking about them. You know, you know who they may be. You know, if we have an idea of who it may be, maybe we'll start asking some questions about them. We very, you know, we personalize it. You know, this is we're coming into you know their home or their former home, and you know that's the way they really still per perceive it, and so. You just ask yourself a simple question. If you were to um, walk into somebody else's home, how would you behave? You know, it's th these entities, these spirits, they're still people. And so you interact with them the same way as you would anybody else. Well, and there's one thing that I want to bring up real quick, because I know that Gwen's in here, and I don't know how long she's going to be able to stay in there. Okay. But you see so many people, famous or otherwise, going into an investigation and do it like, like we talked about, Shauna, doing that Billy Badass thing, you know, and, you know, claiming that, you know, they want to see a, a, you know, a demon or an evil entity or whatever. I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again right now. Having been in that actual situation, most of the people out there who claim that that's something they want have no fucking idea what they're asking for. No idea. And wouldn't know what to do if it happened. You know, me, Gwen, and Chris were three extremely seasoned investigators. And almost quit. Yeah. They wouldn't have any idea what to do. And it just, it, that's what bothers me so much. And, and what seems to happen because of these shows and stuff is people think that it's commonplace. And that it's no big deal because four days of investigating is 
had down into what is it, 39 minutes or yeah, 42 like, minutes? Yeah, 42 minutes. Yeah, like around there, 41, 42, 43 uh, minutes. It's usually around right there. Yep. Four days. Four days of investigation down to 42 minutes. And yeah, then just take the highlights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we do have a question from Megan Talbert from the chat. What happens if you come across a negative spirit who you just feel overall anger at? Not trying to provoke, but emotions just take over. Either one Shawnee, of you, you want to take this and I'll take it? Yeah, I, I have been around um, a very angry spirit uh, before. Um, definitely negative energy. Um, at the cafe that I used to work at that's no longer investigatable because the floor has caved in. Um, but there was definitely, I wouldn't call it evil or demonic or anything like that. It was just a very nasty person when he was alive and he was the same way um, in the afterlife. And he would um, call women names, terrible names, and would get very hands-on and just nasty with, with anything with a set of boobs he was on it so um, and there have been a lot of times whenever you know the energy in the room would just be so bad and so angry and yeah you know sometimes it would you know maybe just because of the energy itself maybe just being you know empathic like I am but I just soaked it up like a sponge and would get you know really you know, angry, but um, still, you know, as hard as, as easy as it would be to be tempted to um, lash out um, at him, um, there were a lot of times where I would have to really buckle down and tell myself, you know, I'm not going to stoop to the level of, you know, this man. So, um, you know, it's basically just... And he would get angrier. I mean, you could tell, especially if a woman was telling him, hey, you know, um, you know, this may be, you know, your building, but whenever there's women in here, you're going to be respectful and you're going to be nice, or you don't need to be here. You know, uh, we didn't go there to talk to him anyway. So, and the really sad thing about it is, is he's kind of related to me through uh, marriage. So, um, you know, maybe that's why I got... I think maybe that's why he gave me the most shit out of everybody. So um, that and I didn't put up with him either. So I've I've, I've seen this. Uh, it's happened to me, and what I do is is not what I would recommend other people do. But I mean, as always, Mike, you know, I'm not saying yeah, that I don't know. I, I I soak it in, I tamp it down, and I deal with it when I leave. But here's the other situation that people need to be aware of is if you're on an investigation and you have something like what Sean is talking about and it's affecting a team member, not you, but a team member, and they're at least cognizant enough to tell you, this is starting to get to me, I can feel the anger, and you can, and we're both in past, so Sean knows, and Mike, you're one too, whether you say it or not, <laughs> you can start to emanate off of them. And... You, if you know that situation is there, you do the best you can to extract your team member because safety is more important than anything. Extract your team member from the situation and keep reminding them who they are. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Dangerous business. Dangerous business. And people don't get that because 
if somebody doesn't know how to process that and they decide to lash out, it, it can go bad real quick. Yeah, it can. I mean, you know, most of the spirits that, you know, at least I've encountered, you know, have, you know, just been regular people, um, just kind of, you know, caught up in that world on the other side, which we're still trying to figure out exactly what that is, but you do come across sometimes these, um, you know, these angry spirits that do wish to do you harm. I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, not as, it, it's not like on the shows where they try to make it out like every location you go into that happens, but, you know, the situation does arise where you do have to, you know, handle that. Um, and that kind of rolls into um, our next set of questions, both from Tom uh, McNicholas. So, hey, thanks for joining us tonight, Tom. Hey, um, um, Tom. We met Tom at Silcon, a very, very cool guy. So uh, we appreciate his new friendship. Um, the first one, just a real quick general question about the show. Um, do you ever have call-ins uh, added to the conversation other than just chat? Um, we, haven't, we haven't actually done call-ins yet. We usually have a, a, you know, a guest that will call into the show. Tonight is Shauna. <laughs> uh, but like last week we had Jeff Mudge and um, we had you know, Kyle Mecca uh, in there and um, some you know, different paranormal teams. We had Andrea Perrin one night. So that's usually the format and then we interview that person and we feel the, uh, uh, the questions from the chat room. So we haven't really had a... Um, you know, I haven't really had a reason yet to do actual call-ins, but um, right, maybe it's something we could add down the, down the road. Um, his second question was, since we were talking about uh, angry spirits or you know a situation that could go bad, uh, what makes a spirit angry? Oh, heaven, that could be anything, Sean. That's, that's a lot of things. Um, you know, they could be angry because there are people constantly coming into where where they're staying, or um, it could be an intelligent, um, it could be an intelligent spirit that maybe has just found out, you know, what's really going on, so now they're angry, or it could be, I mean, can spirits be empathic, you know, can they be, if they were empaths in life, can they be soaking up, you know, anger from other spirits, or can they be, I think that's very possible. Yeah, I mean, you know, things are a little different, you know, on that side, but they're still people. So, um, you know, do they possess some of the same, you know, qualities like that? You know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for a spirit to be angry, you know? It's just like when you're living. I mean, your emotions are still there. The package is different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, Mike, I want to address a question here real quick because yeah. it's an excellent one and I don't want it to go unnoticed. Ether Shadow um, put on here uh, something, I can't find it again, but it was something along the lines of how do you deal with spirits who were mean to children or animals or anything like that in life um, who could be rapists or killers? Yeah, I see it too. How do you that? And, yeah, same. And all I can say, and this isn't going to be a popular answer, okay? Yeah, I see, I see the question. Do you show bad known spirits respect when they have abused children or animals while they were alive? I think both you ladies could answer that one pretty forcefully. Absolutely. Go for it. I'll take it, and then you go, Shana. Um, okay. This, this isn't a popular answer. I don't expect people to agree with me. But I am not here to judge. I am here to get the message across. I'm not here to offer 
condolences. I'm not going to offer comfort to somebody who had that type of lifestyle when they were living. What I am here to do is to receive messages and pass it along as best I can. And I have to be very careful when doing that because I've been in this situation when there are other spirits who are held under that negative spirit. I have them to think of. So my personal opinions and beliefs have to sit on the side until I know how to deal better with the situation. Shauna? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard for me sometimes because the one that I dealt with um, was abuse done to a child, and I had actually heard um, audio of what sounded like um, a child being struck and then uh, crying afterwards, and I knew that that type of behavior had gone on there before, and, you know, whatever... I went in there, you know, it was hard. You know, my first gut instinct was to pay more attention to the child that was still there um, to make sure that they were okay. And then if I felt like there was anything uh, going on between the child and the other, the adult spirit that was still there, unfortunately, I hate to even think, you know, that in the afterlife, you know, if they still have to be around each other, does anything change? You know, I mean, was what I was listening to residual, or was that happening in real time? I'd like to think that, you know, if a child, you know, goes through something like that in life, and then they uh, die and pass on into another plane of existence, you know, do they still have to put up with that stuff? You know, this is all questions that I want to know, you know, but ultimately, um, you know, my interest lies with the child first, with the one that's being abused. You know, I want to know that they're okay. Um, I have very little interaction unless uh, the mean um, adult is getting in my face or getting up in my business or getting hands-on or just being nasty. Um, I will definitely give my opinion. So... See, that's two seasoned investigators doing things completely different. And I love that. Because neither's right and neither's wrong. But at least it's a thought process behind it, not just going in there, guns blazing. Because you don't know if you're going to cause additional you know, destruction by doing that. You know, it was a very fine line because, you know, I never really 100% sure what's going on in real time on that end. And because I don't know, um, a lot of the times before interacting with the child spirit at all, uh, I would ask permission. And then, you know, if I felt like there was a green light or I didn't see anything, you know, to the negative, um, then I would just go ahead and, you know, go about my business and interact with, you know, a child. Um, that, that building and doing it. Vanessa, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, you would, I don't even know what you would do in that building. That, that would be building. interesting to see Vanessa in there. I mean, I've, been, I've wanted to get in there for a while just from all the stories you've told. Um, yeah. But Vanessa, in, I, that would probably overwhelm Vanessa. I mean, not that, not saying that you yeah. couldn't handle it, Vanessa, just it would be very, just from the energy that I've heard about, I think it would be very overwhelming. I mean, I could talk for an hour just on that one building and the spirits in it. 
I mean, I could probably easily do a two-hour show, and um, it's just insane, that building, and just the history, and just things that have been found on the property, and it's just, it's a, it's had so many different things happen there, and, you know, as a paranormal investigator, as an empath, as a historian, whatever, whatever you, whatever it is that you do, it will give you a workout. Um, you know, we've had people come in there, drive two hours, be in there for 10, 15 minutes and leave in tears because just how physical sometimes the not so nice ones are. Um, you just led into, Shawnee, you don't realize it, but you just led into another question. Um, Super Woody Boy was wanting to know about the physical effects on our bodies from investigating. You go there. Yeah. Well a, lot of people, well, a lot of people talk about a pair of hangover after, you know, a, an investigation. So, we, I think we've all experienced that. Yeah. It's, it's uh, physically, you know, it kind of feels, it does. It feels like, um, almost like, I mean, you go through, I go through so, so many symptoms, you know, you get um, just like hardcore, you know, buzzing in the head, have headaches nausea, have, you know, vertigo, have, you know, all these different, and then that doesn't even, you know, then there's that. There's just the lingering um, energies that, you know, I'm soaking in, but then that doesn't count, you know, how it feels whenever, um, you know, as someone that you can't see puts their hands on you, you know, because that's a, that's a whole other kind of energy. And then when you're dealing with that, you know, then it's kind of just bombarding you from all sides. And that's where um, shielding comes in very handy, you know, but it's hard. You know, I personally have not really grasped it as much as I would like to because I'm either letting them all in or I'm keeping them all out. <laughs> you know, I haven't quite, you know, especially if I'm somewhere, if I'm in the privacy of my own home, then I can, you know, mentally or emotionally, you know, let one in. I can feel just one. You know, um, but when I'm in a place, it's got a bunch of them. Um, it's something to work on. It's a work in progress for me. Something to uh, work up to to learn to let some of them in and keep the rest of them out. It's still, it's still a process for me, and I've done this forever. You know, I still haven't perfected it. Um, the physical situations that I deal with, the, the after effects, are more physical. I mean, I can... I've got the, the headaches and stuff down. I've got the nausea down. I mean, I, I can process that okay. Um, it's the bruises that I'm not a fan of. Um, the knots on my head, the scratches. Um, they, they were talking about black-eyed people. And then this, that's happened to me. My eyes have also turned red and yellow. I have green eyes. Yeah. No more in my life have they been red or yellow. Yeah, we have a uh, lot of questions in the chat. And one of them from, it was from X Group Home Kid. Um, well, I don't know if you've ever had someone's eyes go all black while influenced. And <laughs> Vanessa has. She's raising her hand. Me. <laughs> Me. I mean, I've seen, I've seen stuff yeah, happen I'm to people. Idiot. You know, stuff thrown, people, uh, you know, people hit. I mean, the the um, the episode of The Haunted Monster in the Closet, I mean, you saw uh, Talis and the girl, you know, you know, double over a pain like she'd just been punched in the gun. You heard the sound. Boom, you know. Um, and then we had the EVP diary at the same time. So, I mean, people do, you know, get affected like that during investigations, unfortunately. It, it, it happens. depends it, on what you're dealing with. It's very, very 
painful. And that's what I don't think a lot of people realize. I mean, Shauna talks about shielding, and that's great, you know. But I don't really know how to shield when I sleep. I don't know how to shield when I sleep, you know. So, you know, I wake up and I've got handprints all over me. I've got bruises in, in grit, you know, from hands on my back, around my legs where I, I can't make them because my arm doesn't bend that way. <laughs> so, you know, it's the total opposite hand, the opposite way on a whole other leg, you know. So, I mean, it's, it isn't, it's not, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, it's a life changer. Best way I could put it. Um, we have uh, kind of this, basically the same question from uh, two people, uh, Anna Hitchcock and Tom McNicholas. Uh, both were wondering if you ever had a spirit go home with you or just follow you somewhere else. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hands go up again. Yep. Expl just, elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> we're just magnetic that way, that's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too sexy for all the good. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and it's uncomfortable to talk about, but yes. Yeah. Um, I think Super Wooded Boy was also asking, um, you know, explain shielding. Um, I, I shield like I've got a spider web around me. And it leaves. I start at my feet. I, will, I, I wrap myself visually all the way up to my head, leaving only my face open, because nine times out of ten, when I'm going to get jumped, I'm getting jumped from behind. So, if the back of me is completely shielded while I'm investigating, but my face is still open, I can still take in what I need to, but they can't jump me. Yeah. And I didn't start doing that until after Virginia. Yeah, Woody, basically, it's a you know, spiritual protection against the spirits that may want to do you harm. So, and, yes. and different people do different things. So, um, I know Shama uh, takes a lot of uh, stones with her. You want to explain a little bit about the, uh, the stones <laughs> you carry with you? I know you love your stones. Yeah, I, um, I also start out by, I try as often as I can to remember, and if I have the time, to go outside with bare feet um, and try to charge with some, you know, good old earth energy. Um, and then I make sure that whatever stones I'm using, um, whether it's uh, hematite, whether it's um, tourmaline, um, I always carry amethyst with me. And then I always make sure that um, I sage them really well. And then, um, and then I stuff them down inside my bra next to my heart. I always so, do that. <laughs> I figure, I figure that's a pretty good place for them, you know. And it's right there next to my heart. Um, and then I just, um, and, and when it comes to uh, shielding or grounding, whatever it is, whatever method you want to use, whichever method you do it, um, you definitely have to have a hundred percent faith that it's going to work. Otherwise, it won't. Exactly. You have to really believe that it's going to protect you. You know, yeah, um, it it really does come down to your to your faith in whatever it is that you're using to protect yourself. You know, if if you're skeptical, eh, this might work. I don't know. It's not going to work. 
Exactly. And that doesn't matter whether you're Buddhist, Catholic, pagan. It doesn't matter. You don't have faith in your protection. You're screwed. You need jet, Shana. And see, I had never heard of that. You need jet. Jet, yeah, that's... Yeah, any of those any of those black zones, jet, onyx, uh, what have you. I mean, those are good for for protection. Well, jet is specifically a witch's stone. Is it? Okay. Yes. Well, do you have any of those that I could maybe? I have one. <laughs> I have one, and that is actually going to be my gift to you. Aww. Oh. Well, that's sweet. <laughs> that's going to be my gift to you. So, and it will be anointed with dragon's blood. So it's going to have all happy juju on it, okay? <laughs> all happy juju. <laughs> I want to tell a, a story about um, how I, if I forget to bring stones with me. Um, Mike and I went to Mineral Springs, and we went upstairs, and I couldn't even look in my peripheral vision into some of the rooms that I went by. I mean, it was just like... I was actually scared, and I don't really ever, I get uncomfortable sometimes if there's just too much going on, but I was actually just scared, almost, and I couldn't look inside any of those rooms. Yeah, that was a really um, different investigation with you that night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was not comfortable at all, and then I went downstairs and um, stuffed my bra full of goodies, and then I went back up there, and things were a lot easier. So, um, you know, I, I almost never forget stones, you know, to bring stuff with me. And I kind of, you know, re-educate myself on which stone does what stage, I'm, you know, and then I go in armed. But this time I didn't do that, and um, I could definitely feel the difference. So, yeah. Um, so. Jessica Luna has a question here well. that I think we, we could answer. Um, what's the longest something has stayed with you after you've been followed home? I'm going on two years now. So, Shana? Um, gosh. Probably about five years. And then once I left um, the area, and he didn't just stay with me. Actually, it's Byron. Um, oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah, he encounters the paranormal too. Check back it out. And forth. Yep. Yeah, he followed me back and forth a lot. Um, this, you know, we're talking about a place that I was in three or four times a week. I mean, I used to work there, um, but he would follow me home a lot, and uh, he was very interactive. <laughs> um, you know, but then there would be times I'd be like, you know, come on, you know, you've got to go back, you know, to where you come from. Uh, to where I found you because, you know, if you're not there, you know, who am I going to talk to, you know, when I'm there? And, of course, you know, there's a lot of spirits to talk to in there. But, um, you know, I told him I, you know, I needed him to go home sometimes. So, and then once I left the area completely, um, he didn't follow. And I haven't really felt him since. Yeah, Shana has a uh, great story about Byron and uh, the cafe that she's been talking about in the book Encounters with the Paranormal Volume 2, which is, of course, available from Haunted Road Media that came out last year. Uh, there's also a fantastic illustration in there by Adam Tillery of Byron, which Shauna has said looks exactly like the boy that she saw there. 
So. Yeah, if I could take a snapshot of Byron, that is the after. I mean, I could not. It, it was just it was just like taking a picture of him and just stamping him on the back of the book. Um, and it was pretty emotional too for me because, you know, I hadn't seen him. You know, I didn't realize how much that I had missed him until looking at that picture. Yeah. You know, because they don't always uh, let you take pictures of them. <laughs> you know, so you know that's the close. That's the next best thing uh, to me. So I am forever grateful to Adam for that because um, it lets me, you know, feel a little bit of a contact with Byron. So I did that with Cat Dash the other night too. She had just investigated a place, and I said. Can I draw the person you tell me if it's them? Because I can mm -hmm. see them sitting right next to me. And I drew them. That's the one that I posted. She said it was. They looked just like her. But yeah. and everyone thought she looked sad, but she wasn't sad. Hmm. <laughs> she wasn't sad. She just had that kind of face. Um, <laughs> we have a uh, question from Joanne Rubino. Do you research a place before you investigate? Um, I know. Well, you you can't, Vanessa, <laughs> because of the nature of what you do. <laughs> that would let the cat out of the bag. So Vanessa doesn't. <laughs> As a psychic medium, it would defeat the purpose to go in there. A little bit. Yeah. Um, but as far as Shauna and I, um, I mean, we we do like to investigate before going in there. Sometimes we end up, um, you know, how timing works out and, and what have you. If we're just like getting into a place, sometimes we have to do the research after, but. Um, personally, I prefer uh, knowing ahead of time, doing all the research and, and what have you, going into a location because um, it gives me an idea um, of you know, what I'm walking into, who may possibly be there, and I will use that information as a trigger object. I know a lot of people like to go in there blind, not know anything, see what they might be able to get, um, and are afraid of pigeonholing themselves into... Um, you know, a certain room or a certain entity or what have you. Um, but for me, you know, I won't harp on one single person or one single location within a within a building um, for too long if we're not getting anything or if we're getting something else, and we'll go with whatever else is is happening. Um, but you know, I truly believe that a lot of that information can be used as a trigger object. Um, plus, you get a full picture of. Everything is playing out. Um, you know, you, you find out more about the people that were there, that were about the history. You get a you know a, a real window into the past uh, um, to really get like a, a really full experience of the way things had been back then. And you uncover information that had been lost to time, and you may find out things about these people that you know hadn't been known for you know a hundred years. I've I've done that where you know. Uh, you might have a little snippet of, you know, well, there was a girl here. Um, you know, there was, and it's going to come out as a Mike's Morning mug um, that Shauna and I sat down and, and talked about last uh, last week, where we were going through some old history books that Shauna had come up, that she had dug up for other things. We were researching other stuff. Uh, but we came across a um, an old story about a quote-unquote haunted house in the area, um, and you know, the experiences that these people had had there that had been reduced down to like one sentence um, nowadays. And it's like, well, wait a minute, here's the whole freaking story of what they were experiencing. It's a little bit more and provides more depth as into, you know, it wasn't just an apparition of a child, 
there was a whole story behind this apparition, you know? Um, and, and that's that's the people's story. That's, that's being a voice for them. And like I said, you can use that information as a trigger object within the investigation. So, okay, that's my soapbox item. <laughs> There's still times that, you know, I fly blind also. Um, like with Vandalia. Yeah. Um, the place in Vandalia because there's history there, but the spirit that I'm connected with now, um, I have zero history. Like, who I see and, you know, who I'm in contact with um, is not a part of the history that's documented right now. So I'm literally flying blind there. I mean, I have no idea. I think one of these days, though, you'll find that history. You'll find something on it, and you'll have it all, you know, corroborated. I, I, I hope that you don't know about it yet. I hope so, because this is definitely, you know, a young man that I would definitely like to get to know more about. So, I think that's awesome. See, that, that, those are the ones I love. I love that. Because, I mean, a lot of people think that you know, when you're investigating, that you're only investigating what happened there. These, I mean, there are people, they travel. Yeah. I mean, they can go from one location to another, you know. So he might not be tied to the location yet, but he might be tied to somebody in the location. He might have come to visit. He might have been somewhere close by. And eventually you're going to unravel those threads and you're going to see Right. You know, it's not just like on this little square of land you have this many, and on this little square you have this many. They, they move all over the place. Yeah, I really think that he's, I, I don't know how much he's tied to that place. I feel like he's tied to somebody there. It used to be a hotel and a brothel. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, he could literally be tied to anybody, you know. Um, just that the names and the ages that are documented, he doesn't match any of that. But so with the hotel and the brothel, you got a whole slew of people that weren't documented. Right. That's why, you know, I'm always telling him, like, you know, please, can you give me a name? You know, I can see him just as clear as day whenever it's almost like, you know, if I'm not thinking about it, you know, it's, it's it's almost the equivalent of him coming and knocking, you know, on my on the door inside my head and being like, hello, can we talk now? You know, can we play now? And then, you know, thankfully it doesn't happen when I drive because for a minute, <laughs> you know, I'm just like absorbed in that and I can see that room that he's in and I can see him talking to me and I can see his lips moving but I can't hear any noise. But you bring up an in interesting point, even though you were talking about shielding earlier and not really knowing how to, you know, how to really get to that point. The same thing happens to me in Virginia. If I'm driving, they leave me alone. And I don't know if I'm making them leave me alone or if they're just being sweet. If I'm not driving and, Gr and uh, Gwen or Chris are driving, it is open season. They literally line the highways. I can see them on the tree line. Hmm. I can see them riding their horses. I can see them doing all all over the place. But the second I get behind the wheel, it's moving sailing. So I don't know if that's me or if that's them. 
Shauna, we have a question specifically for you from the chat room. Um, this is from Megan Talbert. Uh, do you cleanse your stones in full moon after each investigation? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, I do. There you go. Boom. Um, I definitely yes. make sure they are saged, and when there's a full moon coming, um, everything goes out under the full moon. Yeah, you're always talking to me about going out and uh, recharging whenever there's a full moon. Yes, I believe in that. Um, you know, just like I believe that, you know, when a new moon is coming, if there's something new or an, a different, you know, project or a, a new path that you're wanting to go on, um, a new moon is the time to do that. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but you can charge your candles under the full moon, too. Yes. And the new moon. You can put your candles out there with your stones, um, your uh, pendulums if you have them. Any any of the witchy shit we use, you put all of that. <laughs> any of the witchy shit. We need a t-shirt that says, I love witchy shit. Yeah, there you go. Yes, all about the witchy one. shit. <laughs> Be that, please. Be that. There you go. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you can put all of that stuff. Because, I mean, a lot of times you can use candles for investigations if you're trying to communicate, if you're trying to get them to interact with you. Um, you know, you can do all of that, and it's just that extra bit of oomph, you know? I'm having to get out of the chat. I hope people see this because my phone's dying. Oh, that's, so. that's fine. I mean, we do have a number of questions we kind of need to catch up on, I guess. Um, I have three others here in front of me, and I know there's probably some others in the queue. So let's let's try to rattle some off real quick. Um, Suzanne, Suzanne G., um, this is a general question. Ever thought about doing some lower Michigan investigations at such places like... Um, Arabis in downtown Pontiac. Um, I, we're interested in investigations all over. Um, I know that, uh, I mean, Shauna's a little bit limited sometimes as far as uh, her range right now. I try to, I'm all over the place, and Vanessa's been all over the place here the past couple of years, so uh, we get around. So <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, I have plans to go to Michigan. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not far from Michigan. I just haven't been there in a number of years. So. Oh, look it up. We'll grab Shauna. We'll yeah. go for the weekend. Works for me as long as it works with Shauna's schedule. <laughs> My Which schedule sucks. Shauna's schedule sucks. I mean, people are always asking us, you know, is you know, Shauna going here with you or going there? And it's like, I wish she could, but, you know, not this time. She came out to Silicon and we did all that stuff then. So that was good. So. Well, hey. If everybody will buy tons and tons and tons of our books. Buy the books. <laughs> buy the books, watch the videos, get ghosty, yeah. get the shirts, and, um, oh, this time next week, actually, they should be in here in a couple of days, the new uh, round of shirts will be in. So, um, those who have ordered, um, I'll be shipping those out here um, probably by the end of the week. And um, I, I know a couple others had ones that were like, hey, can you hook up this size or whatever, so that's in, or will be in, in the next day or two. Um, so, <laughs> um, from Andrew Cox, um, Mike, black-eyed children, um, have you ever encountered them before? Um, not personally, I know people who have, and have talked with them, and their experiences are uh, kind of interesting and freaky at the same time, so, um, I don't think either of you have experienced 
black eyed children? Nah, I don't know. He's a black eyed redhead, but I've never yeah. I've never had <laughs> contact with kids. Not with the kiddos. Yeah. Um, Super Woody Boy wants to know if we've investigated that guy from Ashmore Cemetery. Herbie. Um Herbie. Not yet. <laughs> Quite busy um, getting the videos uploaded, dealing with the... I have it right here. Um, learning all the 360 stuff, plus working on Vanessa's book, which will be out um, a week from today. So that's going to take a priority right now. But we will we will um, research more about Herbie. Um, I know Shauna was really um, connecting with him a bit there, um, really because of a nickname with your mom. Yeah, because my dad's nickname for my mother was Herbie. Um, spelled differently, but I never really asked why or where it came from. Um, but just I saw the name in passing, and it reminded me of my mother. And so I said something, you know, out loud, and then that's when the energy started coming in at me. So, um, and Herbie wasn't really that old either. He was only 19. Yeah, he was pretty young, um, so it, it just, um, it, it could have been, and it's hard to really know, but it could have been the uh, shadow person that I saw last year. So, I'm sorry, I'm trying to trying to comment while reading through the, because uh, there's a lot of chat. You guys are awesome. <laughs> you guys have been absolutely awesome, and so I know you guys have been trying to ask some questions. I'm trying to find them here. I've seen the ones that you've repeated a little bit because I, w I wasn't getting to them. So, um, Put your questions in all caps. Well, they have been. <laughs> oh, they are. They're doing I a good job. Yeah, they're doing a good job of that. Good job. Oh, hoodies. Yeah, you know, because we've talked about the shirts. Okay, so hoodies. Let me get myself back on the screen here. Um, there we go. Okay, so hoodies. Um, yes, working on hoodies. Um... There's a lot of shit I do. <laughs> There's a lot of shit I do. Um, so, once Vanessa's book is out, the Encounters book is out, um, then I'll be able to get to other other things like hoodies. I know I said, okay, we'll have the, the new shirts, okay? Um, I'm looking into some alternative means of um, producing you know, the merchandise, because I, I have been buying these in bulk just so that's a lower cost to use. So I'm looking into how do I keep that lower cost without having to buy a lot of 25 or 30 in one shot. So there's that, plus I have to do the design of the shirt as well. So, um, you know, working on it. We, we'll have them for the fall, okay? We will. Hey, I was bragging on you in my live feed the other night. I know you were. I was, I was I there in the live feed. Yeah, because I'm like, y'all have no idea how much he's got on his plate. No That's idea. True. And I do and work I a full-time job at the same time. So it's on a road media, although I would love for this to be my full-time job right now. It doesn't pay the bills yet. So, um, but you guys yeah. have been a wonderful support, and we appreciate, um, you know, everything that you have done is, you know, you come out here, you're supportive, you watch all the videos, you've, you've bought merchandise. Um, there's people that have, you know, contributed, um, you know, both time and money, and that, all of that has been absolutely fantastic. So all that does help. So we do appreciate that. So, but yeah, I do have a full-time job as well. Thanks. <laughs> and, and Shauna does too. And yeah, everybody works. 
Yep. And not just to be in fabulous. We just, that's natural. Yeah, we don't have to work at that. No, that's natural. So, um, Andrew Cubbage is asking, does Shauna have a book? Um, working on that. <laughs> it's been telling her for um, she needs the right one. She yeah, wants the I, right one. I contribute, will contribute to stories, to encounters books. Um, as for writing my own book. Um, come on, come on. <laughs> well, um. Uh, I don't think that some of the stuff that I write about is something that I would put out there uh, on Haunted Road Media, so I am trying to um, dig deeper into uh, the paranormal, the impact side of me, and I would love to write a book about that, about my experiences from the beginning till, you know, to where I am now. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff going on up here. Um, I just need to get it out. Yes, but. you do. Yeah, and and you can actually read some of uh, Shana, Shana's experiences in, uh, like she said, within the Encounters with Paranormal, Volume Two, and in Volume Three that'll be out this fall. But um, we'll have her get one out here. Hopefully, she needs so. Shana. If I, I mean, honestly, it, this last one scared the shit out of me writing it. It really did. So my people are going to think that I am nothing fucks. They really are. They're going to think that I am an absolute loon. And I, I finally just said, okay. If they do, okay. But people need to know. And they need to know what you've got to say. Get on it. I know. I know. I'm excited now. She'll get there. They could do. She'll get there. Absolutely. No, I love Shauna's writing, and the experiences that she's had have been okay. just amazing. I mean, she's a fantastic storyteller, and just anytime she starts talking, you know, stuff about the cafe, and you, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, you think she's kind of out in the middle of nowhere there in Illinois, and yet all these things are going on out there. Um, and there was the house uh, in Alton where you live. I mean, so many things that you've experienced that um, you need to share with the world. So. I had thought about blogging at some point and trying to get it out there that way. And then I thought maybe if I'm getting it all out there and looking at it in blog form, it would be easier to branch out into book form. So I think I just need to, I, I have it all in my head. I just need to get it out. So, Super Woody Boy, the question is, have you ever considered a book as a collective endeavor from all of us here? Uh, Woody, that's what the Encounters with the Paranormal books are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are, I mean, I have a couple stories in there, Shauna has a couple stories in there, Vanessa has a couple stories in there, and so do a lot of other people. Um, they are an anthology of personal experiences from people all over the world. So, um, so if you want to write a story, if you want to write a story, if you have a story that you want to tell, submit it. Absolutely, because we will do a fourth. So um, it's too late to get in on the third, but if you have one for the fourth, which will be this time next year, hopefully, um, yeah, go ahead and, and send that in. And um, I think Suzanne was asking about um, you know where you can find a lot of the stuff. I mean, that's usually stuff we do at the end of the show. But I mean, there's hardroadmedia.com. Um, so, um, we have 
links to all the books out there. Of course, there's the Hunter Road Media channel as well. But um, yeah, just you know, look up Hunter Road Media, and that is the publishing company as well as the YouTube channel for uh, all the books from you know myself, uh, Vanessa, the Encounters books that we were talking about. There's uh, Lee Ehrlich, Adam Tillery, Cat Gash, um, uh, Amelia Cotter, Paul Johnston. So um, yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting experiences from a lot of people, and that's something that. Um, for for me as as a publisher it has been important. Um, I've had a lot of people uh, come to me and just approach me on um, social media and what have you. And you know this this is a real humbling part about what we do because um, you know we go out we do all these investigations we learn about um, this different phenomena that's going on and you know part of it is um, what we're learning about the spirits and being a voice for them like we've talked about. But then on this side of it like we're doing right now is we're talking to all of you about it and sharing that information and so many people have, have come up to me I know they've come up to Shauna and Vanessa as well and you know, they've just you know thanked me for you know talking about these different things because it helped them to realize that you know they're not crazy that they've had similar experiences and people have been telling them the whole life oh that's just in your head you're crazy and it's like no it's not you've actually had these experiences so um, you know, one aspect of, of encounters with the paranormal has been allowing people to express their stories, you know, their experiences, you know, whether it's the first time they've really had a chance to just, you know, let it out all out. And then the reader is also taking in, hey, these people are having similar experiences that I've had. And it's not just one guy, it's not just one woman, it's not even just two men or two women or whatever. You know, it's a whole bunch of people that have had these experiences. I'm not alone. You know, so that, that's, a, that's a big aspect of uh, Encounters with the Paranormal. I think it's really opened up a lot of communication with people. It has. I really, it really has. You know, and it's, it's something that needs to happen because it's on such a personal level. I, I, I think that by, by us being as honest as we possibly can be on some of the shit that we've been through, it's just made people realize that this happens way more and way differently than it's portrayed elsewhere. Right? Experiences are, are so much more personalized. You know, and I, I, I think it's really encouraged people to be a lot more vocal about what they've been through. And for some, that's been a life-changing experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's... Yeah, like I said, it's just been really humbling to be able to help people in that way. You know, whether it's through the videos or through the books or or any of that. Um, you know, we'll go live and we'll talk about it. You know, maybe it's a blog or whatever it is. You know, um, you know, it could even be the little ghosty. You know, <laughs> um, but it's really it's really helped people to open up, and that's it's one thing that I've been able to say about the. Television, because I know uh, we we talk about oh yeah a lot of that crap on there is is, is fake or you know it, it used to be okay and now they've gone like way off the deep end with all demons and, and all that stuff. But what it has allowed is for people to say hey other people are experiencing this experiencing this I don't necessarily have to keep it a secret anymore you know because more people have come forward because of that and I mean there's a lot of negative associated with the television as well but that is one positive that's come out of it I think. Hey, I will be more than honest, and I, I put this in the last book, and I don't care how stupid I sound, but one of the things that helped me accept what I do and how I do it 
and, and made me realize other people might accept it too, is that damn show Ghost Whisper. You know, I, I know it's just a show. But I actually had it in my head, if people don't think Melinda Gordon is nuttier than a fruitcake, maybe they won't think I am too. There you go. Just being honest, you know. And that's that's not even one of those one of the, the ghost investigation shows. It's just a show. But it helped. It was that little bit. Yeah. That made think if if this is on T V and people are watching it and it's doing well and it was on for what, eight seasons? Yeah, it was on for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Then maybe they're opening up a little bit and they're willing to accept it. Yeah, uh, you know, just, for for me, it was, um, you know, when when the internet started becoming a little bit in vogue. I mean, I, I've been, I was in the military when basically the whole thing started. So, you know, I've always been connected to the web somehow. But when information actually started getting out there uh, in more of the public forum, um, and I started hitting some of the, you know, the bulletin boards and forums and, and all that stuff and started, you know, interacting with people about, you know, their experiences and things like that, um, you know, that helped me to realize that there were, you know, there were some more people out there. But then the show Scariest Places on Earth came out. I got into one of the Scariest Places on Earth uh, boards, and it was like, wow, there was, like, actually a shit ton of people, <laughs> you know? it's So, yeah, it was a real eye-opener to, to know, hey, you know, there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, so it's... You know, it wasn't, you know, I, I've talked before about you know, the, the book from Hans Holzer that my mom got me, and he'd written a ton of them, so, but that's one guy with a couple of people, you know, so it's like, okay, it exists, um, you know, with some of those websites and boards, it's like, uh, okay, there's some, there's some other people, um, but then, yeah, when, when that show hit, late 90s, um, and, and so I got to see, you know, okay, these people on television having these experiences, plus all these people that were in these different forums and, and bulletin boards and stuff, it's like, wow. That, that was really an eye-opener for me. Shana? Anything that, pe anything that helps people get to talking. Shana? I was just thinking about um, next weekend, I'm going to be getting together with a couple of girls that I went to school with all through grade school and high school. They're twins. Um, which is like another thing. Uh, another topic that interests me is, you know, twins when it comes to um, sensing things, because that's on a whole other level. Um, you know, they've each had so many experiences, and, um, you know, like I said, we went to school together, so we had, you know, a connection, but now um, the connection is even stronger because, you know, I wasn't the same person then that I am now, so... You know, they've got all this, you know, paranormal stuff going on. Um, they both are extremely empathic and have abilities just off the charts and could only talk to each other about it because everybody else thought they were just nuttier than a fruitcake. And then they came across me, you know, and now, you know, you know, we, they're comfortable talking to me because they realize I don't think they're crazy. You know, I believe I believe everything they say. You know, I have no reason not to. Yeah, um, Diane Hilbert saying she's a twin. It. She is. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, twin twins. You know, these particular twins. You know that I'm friends with. They. 
you know, they do the one in one place, one in the other place, feel steps and step, see step at the same time, you know, um, all that. And whenever we um, are somewhere, whenever we've been to the boat together, um, I mean, energy really picked up when they were there. And I had to wonder, is it because the energy, because they're twins, is different? Or, you know, because, you know, the place both active anyway. But um, there was a lot of stuff happening that you could see in real time, more than normal. And so I was just wondering, is it just a coincidence? Or is it because twin energy adds something else to the already um, charged atmosphere? And does that make does that act as like a battery of some sort? That's interesting. Yeah, that's a good I question. Yeah. Um, Either that, all three together, or just the perfect storm. Yeah. So it, it was just, you know, I and I made the comment about that, you know, when we were talking about it after the fact. I was like, you know, I don't know if it's just because you guys were here or not, but um, things were definitely different, you know, that day. Um, and it wouldn't be the first time that we'd been inside place together. So, um, just the energy is a lot, you know, different. Everybody noticing things, you know, and hearing things, seeing things, feeling things at the same time. I mean, stuff was just happening. And then um, I have to wonder if it's because of the energy that they were putting out as twins. You know, to my knowledge, I don't know of any other twins, at least when I've been in the boat, having been in there. So, you know, were the spirits, you know, picking up on, hey, what's this? You know, let's see what happens, you know. So I have to wonder if that was maybe a part of it. It's a definite possibility. It's a definite possibility. Yeah, that's, because that's I mean, really they could have What, Mike? No, I was just saying that was really interesting. Yeah. It is. I've never, I've never even considered that. So. I've never investigated with twins though either, so right. <laughs> you would love you would love these twins. They're the ones that are very nice. So are they um, the ones you said had a birthday to today? Yes. Okay. Yes. So oh, um, we're past our hour, but we have a couple more questions that maybe we can knock out real quick. One from Super Woody Boy and one from Fran Molino. Um, Super Woody is asking um, how old were we all when uh, we discovered that we were sensitive? Two. <laughs> Shauna? I didn't notice anything at all until about maybe 2004-ish. Um, That's not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sensitive? Yes. <laughs> Basically, no, I, I don't ever like to claim... I, I, I mean, Vanessa will tell you that, yes, I'm more sensitive than I give myself credit for. And it's because, yeah. and I don't ever claim to be anything, because there's so many people out there making all these claims um, to try to trump themselves up into something that they're not, even though they might have a little bit, and I don't ever want to give off a false impression that I am more have more abilities than what I do have. Yes, I do feel things. Yes, I am sensitive. I have no idea, really, when I figured it out. My first... Paranormal experiences when I was as a young child was I sensitive back then I don't know um, was it you know were my invisible friends you know in uh, paranormal entities that I may have been sensitive to I don't know but I mean I've had experiences since I was a child so there you Mike go. let me ask you this yeah 
I have a question. Ooh, that's a question for me, and she was pointing right at me. <laughs> pointing right at you. Do you feel like since we've been together um, and had the hand fasting, uh, since you're a, you were into the uh, gaming, um, do you feel like you've leveled up? <laughs> have I leveled up? You know, I mean, no, that's actually a very good question. Um, I have... What I do feel is that um, since you and I have been together, working side by side, um, it, I don't know if the hand fasting was a whole level up or maybe a ceremony of us leveling up together or something, but you know, working alongside of you, I think our energy together um, has really um, helped me become more aware of things. You know, and um, yeah, I think I do think that going on investigations now, I am more sensitive to things around me um, because I think our energies together um, really do amplify each other. I can definitely say that that's true because things are definitely uh, crazier for me now. <laughs> They're crazier, okay. I don't know if that's a good thing. And they've ever been. I love it. Um, I'm so jealous. Okay, what's so your other Frank Molino, what is your opinion about doppelgangers? Cena, oh, see my. <laughs> yeah, that's not a funny one. Okay, go ahead, Trauma. Yeah. Um, it's been several years ago, um, but I was, um, I was walking into the bathroom at a club and walking out with someone who looked just like me. And when I say just like me, I mean, it was like looking in the mirror. The only difference was, uh, you know, one of our hair was straight and the other one had curly hair. But we were exactly the same. And the both of us were just like, you know, what the hell, you know. And um, another funny thing is, is that we had uh, the same name, but hers was spelled differently. And she was dating my ex. And so I gave him shit for years afterwards, saying, wow, he must really miss me. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, I saw mine in Texas, in San Antonio, in a Mexican restaurant, wearing almost the exact same clothing I was wearing. Don't know her name, but it was like looking in a mirror. I mean, stared straight at each other. My ex, my now ex-husband, sat down at her table, coming <laughs> after me because he thought it was me. So, so let yeah. me ask this about doppelgangers. Do you think um, that they're actually in this same time? Do you think they're from another? Do you think that time Are kind they of a parallel universe for a minute? Are they may be a parallel That's universe. Interesting. That's interesting. I've never looked at it that way. Uh, that's a thinker. I don't know. I, I was wondering if. I've wondered about that a few times now, thinking back on that night, you know, um, because. Well, you said that she was dating your ex, so that would be yeah. in this same world, right? I mean, I, I would think so, but um, it was just, for a minute there, it was a Twilight Zone moment. Um, you know, I mean, it. She was, she was definitely, we could have been twins easily. Um, and I remember going home 
uh, to my parents, <laughs> you know, and asking, you know, is there is there someone <laughs> else that's maybe a part of the family that I don't know yeah, about? Yeah, and I gave up. You were, were you a twin yeah. and I gave one up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just so freaky. And from what I understand, he did not stay with her. Oh. Um, they were not together uh, fairly soon after that. So, so now he's with the third uh, doppelganger, right? Right. <laughs> so, and I don't know what happened to her, you know, under the circumstances. I didn't really um, yeah. think it was too appropriate <laughs> to keep in contact. I would have liked to. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't... I don't think I've ever encountered my doppelganger. I mean... I've had people over the years say I look like other people, and, you know, that is what it is. You know what was actually kind of, um, it was actually kind of funny. Um, I finally, I, I know it's been a, a long time, um, but I finally just recently um, binge-watched uh, Stranger Things. Um, you know, cause uh. I, yeah. Um, you know, it was a great show. And, you know, basically, I'll, I'll put stuff on like that in the background while I'm working, and it's just, you know, it's like noise for me, in the background noise for me. Um, but the kid Mike in that, uh, when that show opened up, I was like, holy shit, that was me at that age. Because it's right at the, I mean, we were that age in 1983, the show takes place in 1983, I was that age doing the exact same thing, playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends, um, had the same moppy black hair like that. I was the dungeon master just like he was. You know, like I said, his name was Mike, so it's like, he looked just like me at that age. He's like, okay, <laughs> that's me. I know he's a child actor and all that shit, but that's me. <laughs> Doing that exact thing at that exact point period in time of my life. In that year, that was weird. <laughs> I got something creepy for y'all, and I need you both to tell me what you think of this. Because I, I, I alluded to it on Facebook the other night. Um, me and Jan and Gray were having family movie night. And I had already, we, I, I showed her The Conjuring because she had never seen it. And we're like, well, what the hell? Let's get The Conjuring too. We've never seen it, right? Yeah. We start watching it. I almost couldn't finish. Because the old man, and I, spoiler alert, okay? The old man in The Conjuring 2 that was a spirit there's name was Bill Wilkins who died in a chair who was blind and the, uh, the, the negative spirit was as a nun and this was the Enfield Hawking in England that is the and, and they say that it's fictional but you can look it up all up on the internet there was a Bill Wilkins he did oh. die in a chair yeah. but get this what was that in 2015 when I was remote viewing for NP Paranormal and they were at the uh, Pontefract Poltergeist House in England? A, a very similar situation. I described the old man who died in a chair in the living room. I could still see him, and his name was Bill Wilkins. There you go. Yeah, the, the infield haunting, I mean, there's. There are aspects of that that's true. I mean, the movie itself, The Conjuring 2, I, I think it actually included some more details that, that were true to the case. Aside from the whole fact that Ed and Lorraine weren't really involved with it at all. They were up there for like a day. They weren't even invited, and then basically they were out exactly. of the picture. 
all that stuff was weird but good, but that yeah. fucking me out. Yeah, but the stuff about Bill Wilkins, I mean, he he really did live there, died in the house. His backstory is true. So, And he's the same man I described to them at the Potterfront Poltergeist house. Oh. So here's my question. Okay. Same country, different houses, different hauntings, same person. Traveling. Could be. Because Could be transient the, spirit. At the Pontefract Poltergeist house, um, it's the person who is said to haunt there is called the Black Monk. Hmm. So again, you have a religious figure, just like at the Enfield house that they were kind of alluding to. Right. But you've got literally the same blind old guy who died in the chair, same name. You can ask Jan and Gray. I, I had to get up and walk away. That shit freaked that's, me out. That's pretty wild. Just that's wild. Um, yes. And Super Woody Boys mentioned in the chat that my dad's birthday is Halloween. This is true. My grandmother was actually born on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Um, my great-grandmother basically made Thanksgiving dinner, served it, and then went upstairs and had my grandmother. So <laughs> uh, but yes, my dad was born on Halloween. And this kind of reminds me uh, real quick, just because he brought up family. Uh, my uncle is in St. Thomas, which is in the process of getting blasted by Hurricane uh, Maria right now, which a week and a half ago they got blasted by Irma. He was already without power going into today, um, still a week and a half later, and now they're getting hammered by Maria. So if you can put out any positive vibes, energy, juju, whatever whatever you got, that would be great. So. Same to those uh, who have and been... Uh, else. Yeah. I hesitate to use the word victims, but... Same for the people who are suffering in Mexico right now with the earthquakes. Yeah, they just had that earthquake today, which they just had one a few weeks ago, too. So yeah, Exactly. Uh, this one was a 7.1, 7.2, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a 7.1, yeah. Yeah, it's devastating. Yeah. So there's a lot of tragedy going on in the world right now. Any good energy that could be put out there would be appreciated for all. Yep, I agree. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. So... <laughs> We've, uh, we went a bit over, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, don't investigate like an asshole. Remember, don't investigate like an asshole. Be respectful. <laughs> don't be a douchebag. Hunt responsibly. There it is. <laughs> I said it. You said it. All right. Well, we need to do shout-outs because it was already in the chat earlier before the show started that um, if... Um, if I forgot the shout outs again, then uh, Shano was going to put me in the corner and all that stuff. So, um, uh oh. We've got Andrew screaming for two hours in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, got, I, have a, I have a book to finish for Vanessa. I'm sure she wants me to work <laughs> on that. <laughs> as well uh, as the Encounters book, so we've got two. <clears throat> I all still right. have to write my stories. So I'm like, yes. stories. Everybody else had them in. <laughs> <laughs> but Shauna, of course, gets a little yeah. extra time because yeah. she has a she has an in with the publisher there, you know. So that's all right. I haven't finished all my stories either. Because <laughs> 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 I, I don't think he's in there anymore. Dave Cruz from Beyond the Strange hopped in okay, to cool. say howdy. So a uh, big shout out to him. I was on his show. He's awesome. Awesome. All right. So we'll start off. Um, Diane Hilbert. Andrew Cox, um, thank you both very much 
Um, Bonnie Halperin, thank you. Let me bring you guys up here. Um, Linz White, thanks again, as always. Donald Gordon, thanks for uh, handling the uh, um, chat duties tonight, and I think Bonnie did as well. Um, appreciate all that. Megan Talbert, thank you so much for all of your questions. Soulful Seeker, thank you. Ether Shadow, really appreciate it. I think I said Zippy Davis. If I didn't, then I'm saying it now. <laughs> Suzanne G, a new friend in the chat room. Thanks for being very interactive with us this evening. Appreciate that. Uh, Fran Molino, thank you. Um, you had, I think you had a question in there as well. Um, I, I get lost a little sometimes. <laughs> Scott Latea, thanks again, buddy. Um, Andrew Cubbage, and yeah, we'll get out there one of these days to um, to Cushing. Um, so we got Joey Rubino, thank you again. Super Woody Boy, of course. Appreciate all your questions tonight. Um, Tom McNicholas. Thank you, and um, it was great meeting you at Silcon. Thanks for your questions tonight. Anna Hitchcock, thank you very much. Tammy Heitzman, of course. Um, who else? Yeah, I mean, there are, there's a lot of chat going on, so I'm trying to scroll up. Um, uh, did you get Ether Shadow? I did, yeah, um, I did get Ether Shadow. I guess I need to scroll back down. Soulful Seeker, we got that. Um, Next group, home kid. Carrie Parrish had sent me a, a message saying he couldn't get in chat. I don't know if he was able to actually watch the show, but he, he just sent me a message uh, through Facebook said he couldn't get in the chat. So he might have been... My cousin Pam watched the show. Who's that? My cousin Pam. Oh, cool. Hey, and um, I think I said Andrew Cox. You said Gwen was in earlier, right? Yes. Okay, very cool. Um... Joe Chandler was in. There we go. And there was a lot. There were, and and we were on for an hour and a half. So there were people that were in earlier that were, you know, commenting that have since left, and you know, other people that got in later. So um, I'll scroll up just a little bit more, and then we'll finish it up. And actually, I ran out of buffer in my chat, so that's it. So anybody else that wants a shout out, go ahead and throw it in the chat right now. And uh, we'll give you that shout out. So, um, really. And even without the name shout outs, no, we love y'all. Yeah, yeah. If we miss you, it's it's nothing personal. Sometimes we just we overlook it or whatever. It's it's never personal. We love you all. <laughs> all of you. Um, so you guys will have your chat shenanigator back next week. Um, we have Mark Anthony the psychic lawyer on next week. So, Yay! So that'll be interesting. Um, he's on Yay! tour right yes, now. Yes, I love that. Shauna set one. that one up. Yep, so uh, that'll be really interesting. So thank you, Shauna, for setting that up. And um, anything else? Um, we talked about Vanessa's book. You know what? If you haven't already done so, you know, we've been talking a little bit about Vanessa's book off and on tonight. If you haven't already done so, go get the other two. Soulscapes and um, giving up the ghost. So, go get those. And then the uh, the new one is walking with ghosts. So, and uh, if you could check out, you can check out Vanessa's uh, Facebook right now for the book cover and all that stuff that she posted that out there. And I'll get it up on the Haunted Road Media Facebook. Um, so we do have Haunted Road Media. We do have Facebook. We do have Twitter. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel, please do so. And um, I don't know, guys. Any more calls to action? Because I just. Throughout like ten of them again. Everybody needs to tell their friends. 
Tell your friends. Get them all here. Hit that little bell notification. The, the, the little bell next to the subscribe button is like a notification button, so you'll get it in your um, on your phone or wherever, on your computer. They'll say, hey, they've got a new video out. So, um, right, so we have the 360 videos that just came out real quick. Go check those out if you haven't already. It's a very interesting new technology, so you can see all the way around within the investigation. So uh, we've been doing a couple of those lately. Uh, we have a Friday Night Ghost Race coming out this week at the end of the week and then there's a Mike's Morning Mug uh, that also includes Shauna um, that is coming out as well so and I'll be in New York this weekend at uh, the Southern Southern New York Paranormal Film Expo and something it's in Owego New York so you can look it up I think I gave you enough that you can look it up so anything else